Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Paralympic athletes are an MIQ following a successful campaign in Tokyo where the Kiwis collected 12 medals, including six golds. Uh, to wrap things up, actually, and just uh, an overall perspective on things, uh, we've got the chief executive uh, on the line, Fiona Allen. Uh, good morning to you, Fiona. Uh, I understand uh, you are an MIQ as well, which means you went to the Games, and just how inspiring was it for you? Yes, good morning. Yes, I am in MIQ, day two today. I think it's a bit like the Games where you don't actually uh, talk about the dates, you just talk about the days. Um, but if one word was to sum up um, Tokyo for me um, and my experience uh, was the pride, uh, the respect for our Paralympians that went to Tokyo in the face of the disruption and the delays caused by COVID and the phenomenal results that we had the amazing support that we felt and saw back here in New Zealand as well, which is just incredible. Fiona, I mean, I would think it's probably one of the most rewarding jobs in all sport to to be able to administer and see how these people uh, have gone through their hardship and come out the other side of it. Uh, but also just to, to, to look at it on a world stage as well, just how inspiring was it for you to sit back and look at uh, teams and athletes from around the world? Well, firstly, I felt really fortunate to be in a position to attend the Games. And I know for so many of our athletes, their family and friends were unable to do so. So to be able to fly the New Zealand flag in an otherwise empty stadium and on occasions hear the national anthem being played and be there to support our team uh, was really important to me. Um, And uh, yet the, the, the performances in Tokyo, particularly this year, they they just the para sport is just getting more and more competitive. There's like a new generation coming through into Paralympic sport and we're witnessing just some incredible and outstanding performances from um a, a wide variety of individuals with various disabilities. And it's just so inspiring to see what people can achieve and that's what I also love about being part of the Paralympic movement as well. Fiona we um we kind of, I think, got better educated about Paralympics and Paralympians over the course of uh, the last 12 days. You mentioned the public support and the support from home. Uh, and this was in a stadium as well, which uh, basically, like the other Olympics, was, was empty. Um, it, quite incredible, I think, the way it's come out of this, the whole Paralympic movement. Yeah, it was a great opportunity, I think, for us. We came off um, the back of a really successful New Zealand Olympic Games campaign. And so I think New Zealanders were looking forward to uh, seeing more sport. And then, of course, 
the nation went into lockdown um, alert level four, and that was just a day before the final team members left. So it did create some complexities with getting people on flights, etc., to even get up to Tokyo. But then um, on the ground up there, it worked really well. Uh, we had a, a really strong lens of ensuring the health and safety of our team, and we were really compliant with uh, the rules that we as New Zealanders had set for ourselves up there. And, you know, I'm really thrilled as chief executive that we've all come back safely. And that was a key goal mm. of Paralympics New Zealand for these particular games, as well, of course, uh, with the excellent performances uh, that our athletes achieved. And, 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 and with that, like 97% of our Kerry Paralympians had a top eight finish at at least one event. And that was the criteria that our athletes were selected against. Just on that logistical matter of, of getting home, was that tough, finding MIQ spots for the whole team and, and the backup unit? We've been working really well and hard with government um, to ensure that it was very early planning with regards to the Paralympic Games team going and whether or not we could access um, MIQ slots. And of course, you know, being a part of the, the public system and ensuring that there's a lot of other New Zealanders that just want to come back to New Zealand. Um, so we're really, really grateful that we had the opportunity to, leave, one, leave the country and to have the ability to access um, MIQ. And we really feel, we all feel really fortunate um, that we had the ability to do that. We lived uh, Sophie Pascoe's ups and downs, highs and lows um, throughout this event on a daily basis. It was quite amazing. Um, now she's got 19 medals, of course, four of those uh, at these games in particular. Um, how inspirational to the movement as a whole is she for you? And perhaps early days, though, do you see her perhaps in Paris in 2023? Well, so Sophie won a third of the team's 12 medals. And, and while she was already our most decorated um, Paralympian, um, she's also obviously the most successful. Um, she put it all out there this time in Tokyo. Uh, we saw her, her authenticity. We saw her rawness. She showed all New Zealanders that um, sport uh, has its ups and downs. And... Um, I really appreciated that about Sophie because uh, it is hard for athletes um, in high-performance sport and I think she shared with the nation not only the ups uh, uh, but also the, the, the difficulties that our athletes face and that's a, a testament um, to Sophie. Um, whether or not she's going to go to Tokyo, uh, Paris 2024, I guess that's for Sophie to answer. She'll be taking time now to relax um, and consider what her future goals might be um, and maybe include um, Birmingham, Commonwealth Games and also maybe um, Paris 2024. But that will be her, her fifth uh, consecutive Paralympic Games in a row then. Um, so certainly for her, it'll be something for her to, to, to um, confirm whether she's now looking for another three years ahead into Paris. Fiona, very strong, uh, our women. Oh, we've had the good fortune of talking to uh, a couple of them since I've been home. Gosh, they're bubbly, uh, enthusiastic young women as well. So the women are very strong, so uh, the men need to step up a wee bit there. How do you see uh, the, men's the men's side of things going forward? Yeah, the women did exceptionally well um, for these games. And um, I think, you know, full kudos to, to each of them. Um, 
I guess we want to ensure that we encourage more people into para sport and, and hopefully through the performances of our female uh, Paralympians in particular, it encourages more females uh, with a disability to start to get active firstly in sport and then potentially have a pathway through into Paralympic sport. But of course we also want to encourage uh, males to also follow that same pathway and you know, we saw the likes of William Stedman with his um, silver medal uh, winning uh, long jump and uh, bronze on the track. And, you know, hopefully he's also inspired uh, a lot of male athletes here in New Zealand as well. So, uh, but yeah, remarkable achievements by our females in sports. And because of that, of course, um, because of the gold medals, the number of medals that you've uh, brought home with you, that augurs well for funding going forward. Uh, we understand it's uh, it's on a par with uh, the uh, the other Olympic Games athletes as well, not just Paralympics. Pretty much on a par. So, uh, in that department, uh, that was a great result too. Yeah, we third in the world for for gold medals, uh, one per capita, and uh, so that's a bronze place for us in New Zealand, and a fourth in the world for medals, uh, one uh, per capita. So that's a, an amazing achievement. And yeah, funding, uh, we're really well supported from government um, to support our campaigns. But we also rely on gaming and New Zealand public support to assist us um, in the future to uh, one, uh, get our teams to Beijing, which is now only uh, six months away, Beijing 2022 Paralympic Winter Games, and then to be able to support our team to Paris 2024 Paralympic Games as well. Um, and also create and support a generation of new para-athletes coming through um, in the system. Oh, it appears that Fiona might have dropped off there in the middle of that, that answer. Oh, sorry. Okay, keep going. Hello, can you All hear right, me? All right, Fiona. Yeah, I got you. Here's another question. Uh, um, sorry about that. The uh, TV coverage was one of the things that was perhaps panned a little bit back home. You, you, of course, were able to watch it live because you were on the spot. Um, I, I would imagine uh, the more exposure you get, um, it, it reflects on uh, further participation and the desire for people to get involved. Um, and, and I think that probably was one of the downsides. Is that something you'll look at? Because it was confined, you know, quite confined, and, and they tended to cut away. It was like you, you couldn't control watching our New Zealanders at home. And that probably, if there was a downside, was it. And the Paralympic Games every two years is a, a really great platform um, for us to utilise to change perceptions of disability sport and inspire future generations uh, of Paralympians. And look, I appreciate that there was frustration uh, with some of the media coverage. And the reality of that was uh, CV and Ted were working um, at the very hardest, uh, also in lockdown level four here in Auckland. Um, but also reliant on the host broadcaster. And so if the host broadcaster didn't cover the event, it wasn't able to be shown here in New Zealand either. So certainly I'll be looking forward to working with, with TVNZ, uh, taking those learnings and seeing how we can work together around uh, ensuring um, really good um, coverage um, of Paralympic Games in the future. Well, Fiona, thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, I'm not going to say enjoy MIQ, but enjoy being home. And hopefully when uh, you're out of MIQ, New Zealand is back to full normal and you can celebrate with your friends and family. What a great campaign. Congratulations on that. 
Thank you. And whilst I am in MIQ, I also appreciate that other Aucklanders are also in Level 4. So my thoughts are also with them too. Thank you. Yeah, very kind and uh, quite inspiring the job that you do with those inspiring athletes too. So 10.14 here on SENZ. Uh, John, before we go, uh, man, uh, some pretty emotive texts have come through. Uh, Great to hear about the Paralympics. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.